Hey folks, this is your Couch Jockeys host, Valerie Jean-Vier. Tim and I have been going through some of our old recordings and thought it would be a great idea to share some of them with you. You're going to notice in this episode that we're talking a lot about the Nintendo Switch. So this was recorded uh, a couple of months before it came out. A bit from the past has us talking about uh, the games that we never beat. And then we closed the show with a party chat about our favorite female protagonists. For my Street Fighter lovers, we're going to be talking a lot about Chun-Li. All right, let's listen to the show. Hey there. Oh, what's this? Just the most incredible video game podcast. Oh, the hosts? Two dudes chiseled from the highest peak of Gamer Mountain, Tim Shortell and Val Janvier. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Couch Jockeys. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Couch Jockeys. Uh, We are your hosts. I am... Tim, next to me is my partner in crime, Valerie Jean-Vier. Valerie Javier. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're like combining like like Spanish and like Chinese <laughs> together or something. <laughs> Javier. Javier. <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> the table is ready, Mr. Javier. That's great. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> Player Select, our conversation today is Nintendo versus the world, and kind of just wanted to talk Always. about how with the recent release of the Switch, uh, which yeah, we still don't know much about it, yeah, yeah, um, their Nintendo just has such a crazy reputation in its history, and where it's it's going for the future, it just seems incredibly unpredictable against its counterparts, you know, with Sony's PlayStation, Microsoft's Xbox. And even PC to some extent. Well, I mean, yeah, we just f- had a conversation with one of our coworkers how it's funny how Nintendo will just do things like usually, okay, Microsoft, Sony, they release consoles around the same time. Nintendo's like, mm, I'm going to wait two and a half years <laughs> and I'm going to drop a console. And it's just like, okay. And then you figured everybody was like, okay, it's going to be $250 because there's no way they're going to make it $300. Mm, it's $300. And you're like, well, give us give us something, you know, like what are we going to at least get Super Mario Odyssey when when the, the uh, console comes out? No, you're not going to get it into the holiday season. It's like, what what are you guys doing? Don't you know, like your staples? You got to release those games that everybody wants first. Of course. Yes, I'm happy we're going to get Zelda Breath of the Wild um, when when it launches. That's that's awesome. But I need a Mario game. Everyone, you, you need that. Yeah, and you know, I I think it's I think it's crazy. Nintendo definitely made some great moves with uh, taking over the the console. Uh, sorry, not the console. The like the mobile uh, the, the gaming. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think that even with the introduction to iPhones and and uh, gaming apps and whatnot, I think they still have a pretty good handle. You know, I mean, with things like Pokemon, hundred percent. Um, yeah. the way the 3DS has been treated over you know time, but th- it's it's crazy to think that they went from kind of almost being the they used to reign supreme as uh, you know the the console kings, if you will, with, right. with Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and then even with Sega into play, uh, you know the Nintendo sixty four shows up, the GameCube, all 
never ever an issue right um until sony and microsoft start to kind of present their counterparts which are like big blockbuster computers and it, it really kind of turned their world upside down i feel like i don't know i i feel like the wii may have been like the start of nintendo's downfall in the console world like around the time when that came out i was like i feel like they're going to be like Sega and like abandon hardware and just focus on software and then start maybe making games for um, Microsoft or Sony. Clearly that hasn't happened yet, but you know, in my opinion, you know, once the Wii came out and they started to a hundred percent focus on, we need to have a system that allows you to have motion in it. Like you, you know, you're not just sitting down and playing a game. You're playing like Wii sports and you have other games that introduce that's that um uh, that hardware or or using that peripheral a lot of third party companies were just like we don't we don't want to use that like we we want people to, to be sitting down on their couch we don't wanna, we don't want to have to like figure out the technology and trying to make someone figure out how to like throw a football using the using their remote and without not pressing the remote a button itself. yeah exactly <laughs> we, and i'm sure I, I know tons of people who had the Wii and ended up like throwing their controller against the wall when they were just trying to bowl you know like <laughs> so i mean like yeah N- nintendo is always uh smart in what they do but then like in certain areas it's just like are you guys really thinking like what is your thinking here Right. I, I think that's unfortunately the, the crime of innovation is that they'll have something really cool, like introducing motion controls and, you know, introducing uh, all sorts of different types of gamers, whether they've never picked up a controller. You know, if you want to get grandma and grandpa involved right, or yeah. if you want to, you know, games. play something much more hardcore with the pro controller, um, you know. But unfortunately, like you said, that's what happens is third parties, like they have to put in all this extra effort to get motion controls involved and then. The, the games just underperform in comparison to their counterparts. Yeah, know? and I mean, like, and, and, and not to knock them, you know, introducing motion into the, uh, into the gaming industry, Microsoft and Sony were like, that's a market that we don't have. It looks like Nintendo's starting to falter in there. Let's try to jump in and have, like, our own type of, like, motion uh, devices. And they eventually had to abandon those things because they, they noticed that no companies were making games for those um you know, uh, accessories and they just had to like, you know, like nobody's getting the connect anymore. You know, that's, that's gone. I had a connect, but once I got an Xbox one, I was just like, I don't need to connect for this. And then like, you know, PlayStation had to move, move is, move is done with. I think PlayStation is probably more focused now on like maybe VR. Yeah. Um, but you know, Nintendo is just like, they're always in their own little world. And the switch is a clear example of that. Yeah. I, th- I think they've made a lot of great moves with the switch, but there's still a lot to be, determined you know at, at the as of today's date we we don't know much outside of its release date um but there could be a, a bright future you know there, there's a there's a lot of I debate so, as to yeah. how well the wii u did overall right um some amazing releases on it some people said that it was kind of short-lived and and of the least favorable systems nintendo's ever put out um they've got some dedicated fans and they've got a lot of people who kind of spectate from the outside which I think represents most of the gaming community. 100%, yeah. Uh, I'm still interested in getting it. Yeah, see, yeah. maybe maybe it's because we were raised on it. That's Because right. I have that same mentality. It's like I, I can come up with a million reasons why it may not be the most practical system to own in the house. I, th- I think um, a friend of ours, uh, John Penapinto, shout out to John. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> had, a, uh, had a wonderful... Uh, not I won't be able to quote him verbatim, but basically said that like Nintendo makes amazing like second home consoles. Right. 
it's just it would be very difficult to serve as your one and only which yeah i I mean yeah just because i uh, anticipate getting the switch doesn't mean i'm gonna turn my back on my xbox one like there's no way i'm gonna do that like i'm not gonna be able to play metal gear solid on um on a switch maybe in the future but it's not it's not gonna happen right now i think that uh nintendo just has to find a way to you know especially with this this making this their own console generation they have to find a way to push the games that they say are going to come out later in the holiday or in the summer and like get them out now because i saw an interview recently with uh reggie uncle reggie uncle reggie yeah yeah the one the u.s nintendo exec and he he was saying himself like like just like you mentioned earlier how the problem with the wii and and the wii u is that there weren't a lot there wasn't a lot of third-party support and the time span that you had to wait to get one game after another like there were just too many gaps and with this uh uh, release of with the switch that that's going to be that's going to change and it's true like they do have at least like if you look at the list like 20 titles that are going to come out this year for the switch which is great but you can't just have five titles come out the day it launches and one of them yes is going to be zelda but the other one one two switch or splatoon i think is also coming out when it launches yep. um Bomberman will be uh splatoon i was that confirmed for launch i i, I don't recall i, don't I know, know yeah. Bomberman was i recently looked at this this list right but i did find that this this particular uh launch for a new system uh was definitely unusual you know it past consoles that have come out they seem to have like 20 30 games ready to go and they didn't exactly. all have to be amazing but there was something available you know for people to pick up come holiday season it was clearly going to be a big thing uh bugs and all <laughs> you know yeah, exactly and all um i mean nintendo you compare doesn't, you compare it to like when like the nintendo 64 came out like one of the launch titles was mario 64 and you you look at the switch and there's no Mario launch title. To me, that's surprising. Like, I know Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is going to come out, I think they say end spring of, 2017. Yeah, end of April, I think, is the last yeah. time I saw something. So, I mean, like, okay, March, April, that's like a month away. Okay, you can get, but I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm being greedy as the person who's not even going to buy the system when it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> but but still, like, I feel like you need to have that game there. And in, and. And do I think that Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe is enough? No, I don't think it's enough. I think it should flip it around, have like, you know, uh, Super Mario Odyssey come out in April and then have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe come out in April as well or a month later. That's just, or, you know, have a Luigi game come out or a Yoshi oh, game man, come out. Dark you know, Moon. Exactly. Like just have, or, or yeah. I like said a, Dark Moon and Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, yeah, Luigi's Mansion. Or like have a Pokemon game come out. Like just have something that people connect with Nintendo that have connected with them for, for a long time besides Zelda. Because um, this Zelda game, everyone has been anticipating it for a while. Like we, we knew there was going to come, a game was going to come out with a Switch. Yeah. Um, but we no one had a, a, a rough idea of what Mario game was going to come out for it. And now that we know, we do know what it is. It's not, we're not going to get it until probably like November or December. Like, come on, Nintendo. <laughs> Wise up. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Maybe they got something in store again. They, they still have a pretty strong grasp with the, 
uh, with the mobile consoles, the 3DS, I think, is still very much alive and kicking. And, and what that says about it, come when the Switch is out officially, um, I'm under the impression that they they only released Pokemon Sun and Moon not that long ago. Uh, right, yeah. So they, I think yeah, they, they still the definitely have plans for it. Uh, I am a little surprised that they made the new Zelda for both systems because I feel like they've basically given anyone who had the Wii U an incentive to not get the Switch immediately. That's, yeah, that's pretty true. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's happened with other consoles too, but I... I, I don't know. Like, it's one thing, like, with, say, with with Grand Theft Auto Five it was different because you're talking about a third party that made, that wanted to make the game by a certain date, which is another point. I'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, they wanted to make it by a certain date, and then the new system came out, and then, you know, they had to make it available for both systems because I'm sure they wanted to... You know, they they didn't want the game to be phased out by a new system that could, their their newest creation can only be you know played with old technology. Exactly. Um, I don't know why they didn't just hold on to the Switch a little bit longer and wait until Odyssey was wrapped up, or wait until you know uh, at least like get get Mario Kart eight and a half or whatever they yeah, deluxe yeah, yeah. like at, at least have that you know out. Um, I don't. I wasn't sure why March third was such a crunching date to them. That's true. Uh, it's it's like not even a particularly large consumer time of the year. Right. So I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what Late what winter. about it yeah. did it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's that's the beauty of Nintendo is you just have no idea what they're doing, and hopefully they do because as as gamers yeah, we're never I mean, sure. Hopefully they do because like yeah, even looking at the the, the price points for the the games that they're releasing, like I I res- understand. Zelda being a $60 game. It's a it's a really big game. A lot of work went into it. So of course it's going to cost that that much. But then looking at a game like 1 2 2 Switch which which feels like a game that should come with the system yes. and and I'm like, "Okay, it's not going to be with the system. You're going to be what? 20, 30 bucks? $50. Get out of here. <laughs> $50 for a game that I I'm not even supposed to be looking at the system. Like, a, it's just lo- me looking at a, another person and, like, it's party you just, games. It's why like, don't you just give uh, me a card game? Like, get out of here. No. They're, yeah, they're, with everything else that's available, you know, the, the party boxes you can buy, you know, with different Hasbro games or exactly. Uno Jack games or Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like you're paying for a demo to see what the system's capable of doing, which, you know, in the case of, like, Wii Sports was was fine because it came right. with the game it was fun even if only had like four options it was something to you know to have your friends come over and play around and play mess tennis. around with but yeah 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 50 bucks is tough to 50 dollars one two switch come on <laughs> you saw the demo for that like i mean I, you know not once again not knocking the innovation if they can actually create a controller you know with the hd rumble that allows you to feel like you're holding a glass that has like ice going in it or water which is pretty cool that's that's awesome i mean they just like with the nintendo 64 and they were the first ones to introduce the the rumble pack so i know that they can handle things like that but to give me a game and i'm gonna say that looks mediocre like one two switch first at least at least arms you know, like I, I don't see myself playing arms that much, but at least give give me that with the system. Give me give me something that makes me see why this HD Rumble thing is going to be so amazing, and like make me believe that Nin- Nintendo will not be the only company to use that, you know, um, peripheral. Right. 
because that's what's going to end up happening again, you know. And I don't, I don't want that to happen. Like yeah, I, you know, no. I'm excited for Zelda because it's going to allow me to like actually have a game that connects me to Nintendo. I haven't had a Nintendo system for a while, and and to tell me like you know you're introducing this new idea, how many companies are going to jump on that? Yeah, I, I definitely would like to see uh, it kind of be Nintendo rejuvenate themselves from the way that I think I personally treated and maybe a lot of other gamers gamers also treated the Wii U, which was when a Nintendo franchise game came out, it was great. It was really well thought exactly. out. It was all really well put together and everyone would love it. But somewhere in between those 10 or 12 games throughout the history of the Wii U were just a lot of games I knew nothing about. I didn't know anything about you know I I didn't know who made them right. I, the reviews were all kind of mediocre, um, and I just kind of patiently waited for the next rendition of Donkey Kong or Metroid yeah, exactly. or Star Fox whatever like and you know and then even those games would have their own individual ratings but I really hope the Switch definitely changes it up now that it's got Bethesda support and several others to you know yeah. to make a name EA is, is in there they're gonna have like a FIFA game that's. That's where I mean that's great. Uh, Square Enix, we know that they're going to be connected to them. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like so many third parties, so much third party support right now. We we know that they're going to like deliver good games. It's hopefully beyond you know 2017 into 2018. There's going to be more support. You know, like any any game that we is, is coming out for another system. Hopefully, we'll we'll see it eventually on the uh, on the Switch. That would be that'd be great. And if they utilize the HD rumble even better right. maybe maybe I do need to stand when I play a game I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so but right. that's what Nintendo tells me <laughs> this section of bit from the past is sponsored by my love and hate for the video game industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, today's today's bit from the past um, features a wonderful topic uh, that Val brought to my attention: games I never finished. Right. Yeah. Uh, got a long list. Yeah. Now, a great example. You know, essentially, it, it's going to be boiled down to to games that you know you really liked, and then for one reason or the other, probably because it got too difficult, or maybe it got completely sideswiped by a new title that came through, and you just left it in the dust and yeah. forgot about it. Um, Val, you want to kick it off? You you got something to get off your chest? Yeah. I mean, the, the top of my list is uh, Final Fantasy VIII. I never played Final Fantasy VII. Um, I think at some point I'm going to go back and take care of that. Oh, well, you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Final Fantasy VIII, it was one of the first games that, that I actually, like, bought the strategy guide. Okay. Because I'm just like, I want to beat this game. Like, yeah. You know, you know, and, you know, I had the strategy guide, and it told you everything you needed to know. You know, I tried not to l look at it too much because, you know, you don't want to, like, lose that um, feeling of, like, you know, completing the game Surprise. on your own. yeah. And then, like, you know, I make it to the final boss, and then I find out that this boss can take you at least an hour to beat. And it has one move that can basically bring your life, um, your, your HP down to one. And then, of course, the next hit is going to kill you. And so I'm, I made it all the way to the end of the game and tried for at least, like, ten hours. <laughs> to like, to like beat the final boss, and I'm just like, you know what? Screw this! 
I'm done with this game. You just don't care anymore. I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I'm, I'm starting to hurt my thumb right. trying to play a video game. Like, this is this is what my mom is telling me. Go go outside. This is the reason. And, yeah, so I, I, I had to turn my back on that game. Yeah. F- Final Fantasy VIII, I, I also played, uh, did not beat... Uh, right. I, you know what? I it was it was a trippy game. It was it was, it was weird. Fun, yeah, it was a fun game. I love the premise of it, but it got so far from where it originated. Right. Yeah. It yeah. got so weird. Uh, but yeah, you know, you Final Fantasy games in general, I feel like are notorious for that. Uh, I felt that way about Final Fantasy Eight. I felt that way about Final Fantasy Ten. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Besides, besides, bit. I got really angry about how the the main villain Seymour was not a very intimidating guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there yeah. was something about whoever they picked that voice actor for was just <laughs> just really nothing scary about him. But he uh, any fight that involved any of the characters and him was a nightmare every right. time I played it, and uh, it always got to that point. And I, there were definitely some points in Final Fantasy where you know I think a lot of people they say, well, if you can't beat it, just grind, just just keep going, just you know. But I mean, that's just I don't know. Like one that kind of drives me crazy. Like yeah. I think I'm so thankful there are games now that actually adjust based on your player's level. So exactly, you yeah. so even at its hardest, it's still possible. You just got to be really good and strategic. Um, Final Fantasy was never never a forgiving game, uh, which is weird no. because I will still try from the beginning and I'll relive all those memories on on a Vita or you know any like that that uh, virtual console kind of feel for you know any system. I guess Sony in this case, right? Uh, but I never I never beat it. I know, yeah, I mean, and, and on on top of, like, a game like Final Fantasy that's, like, you know, it's an RPG, so you're going to be investing a lot of time into it. You know, there's been other games, like, you know, like the recently Watch Dogs. I tried to play that, but I was like, this this guy, I think his name was, like, Aiden Pierce or something yep. like that. Yep. I'm like, he's just so melancholy. Like, I get <laughs> it. Like, okay, like, a relative of yours died, and you're angry at this company, but why are you always covering your face? And like, you know, I felt like that game cheated me a little bit, but I never, yeah, I never finished it. I don't even, I think I sold it. Like, I was like, I got maybe 30% through the game. And I was like, I don't, I just don't like this guy. <laughs> so yeah, I got what, rid of it. What do you think, like, deterred you from, from finishing it? I mean, now we're, now we're going from the game being too difficult to obviously another aspect of, of a game that can totally ruin it for the individual playing. Right. What do you think it was about Watch Dogs that just made you say, screw it, I'm just going to move on? I think it was, I mean, beyond just a character not being like that fun of a person, I, I there were points where you would perform a task or you had like a side mission and it kind of felt like repetitive. They always felt like, you know, go to this parking lot and try to like hack the camera and get into some guy's pocket have it ring that his wife is cheating on him so he runs away right. and then, like set off something to explode distract a whole bunch of people steal these plans run away so what it was and just like wax on wax off do that again repetitive again. Is yeah that like it was just really it was just really repetitive and then the, uh, the main story just felt like kind of like flat like i understood his motivation but the um the extent that he went to i was just like Mm, I don't know. Like, I it, it just didn't feel that engaging to me. I mean, I, I I think you played it as well, so you probably had like a, maybe you had like a different opinion. 
I did. I mean, I, I might have felt that, like, I, I did push through it a little bit. I think that some of those games, unfortunately, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed can be guilty of that sometimes. Not all of them, but you do run into a situation where you feel like you are just kind of doing the same, you know, meaningless task over and over. Right. And then, you know, the, the and, and then the only thing that can really make it worse is if the final boss fight is super lame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, Assassin's Creed is a, is a perfect example. Like, you know, I think... I beat the first one for sure yeah. because it was like a lot more condensed. It wasn't that as big. It was fun to play a game that had like history in it, but you know, the combat was, you know, brand new and it was everything about it was like pretty great. And then the last one I played was Assassin's Creed. I think three, that's the one where you, the first time where you get to be on a boat. Is that yeah. That, that was that? with um, Connor. It was a uh, Native like American, in the, yep. in like the revolutionary war um, one. And like, you know, it, it started off okay, but then I just find found myself like chasing feathers for no reason. And like, you know, <laughs> doing all these like side things. And I'm just like, even like there was just nothing that like grabbed me and made me want to stick to the story. The, the being able to like ride a ship. That was cool. Um, I think people tell me now I got to play black sail or black flag. Black flag. Black flag yeah. Flag, yeah. I got to get on that. I did. I did buy it actually over the over the holiday, but I did haven't you? played it yet. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth your time. I think that you know th- that series definitely had high points and low points, but I think there's a general consensus that Black Flag was just overall just you don't you don't find pirate games that right, often, exactly. you know. And and they actually they they gave they gave it justice, which was really cool. Uh, as far as games that uh, anything else that I never beat. I'll go even further back than that. <laughs> there, there are some games that I think I just, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't even think I had an excuse. I think it was just there were some great games that that came out that just got completely walked on by right. another game because they came out so close. Um, yeah, I, I am still pursuing all these years later to wrap up Yoshi's Island, this like Super <laughs> Mario World two. All right. Um, which which I loved. I mean, I felt like it was a classic. Uh, but I don't know what it was. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get through it. It's probably like a Donkey Kong game came out, and then just that's what happens. Yeah. You know, just another title. It's just as cool, and you you just get distracted, and you just forget about the that last game that you were playing. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I don't think I have any other examples, unfortunately, of games. That, I mean, I'm sure there are a ton. None, none of them really ring a bell, but anything that has definitely left an impression that oh and they keep reeling you back in too i sorry i'm just i'm thinking about it but every time a new final fantasy game comes out you're like oh that looks kind of dope like i'm right i might check that out yeah i mean yeah i mean the, and the, then the final go. fantasy 15 like graphically that game looks cool and then you look at the guys that you're, you're you can play with and they just look like they're a part of a boy band and i'm just like what's 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 happening here are, are they gonna like break into song in the middle of a fight <laughs> um a th- game that i can think of that I played a little bit on the 360. Like my wife got it for me, and I and she knew that I wanted it. It was called Rage, and it was it was a fun game. But then I started playing Fallout 3, and they're both similar games. So yep. it's like you're you're, you're like in a d- dystopia, you know, like you you're it's an it's an RPG. You're just going around and like finding random things to like build up your character, and it, I I found it a lot more fleshed out. And Fallout 3, and, like, everybody was talking about it before Fallout 4 was about to come out. So I just just fell, in, just fell into that game um, and completely forgot about Rage. 
I may still have it. I think I may have sold it. I got to stop selling <laughs> games before I finish them. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, but we we've definitely all all done it. I mean, I I know that there's Tomb Raider games. I know. I mean, like maybe like Tomb Raider two, three. Right. You know, Angel yeah. of Darkness, those kind of games. Never finished those, and I just strictly blame the controls. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, controls have gotten a whole, so much better now. Oh and, God, did they ever? And games like I feel like a few years ago, games were like they punished you in like with, without having checkpoints or where you could save. Yeah. You know, like you, you know, like you you would end up like dying in in one spot and you would have to start all the way at the beginning like who wants to do that now if you you're playing a game like if you played the, the most recent tomb raider the if you look at the bottom of the screen that thing auto saves like <laughs> to just, the minute exactly <laughs> like you you walk by a tree it it auto saves you pick up some arrows it it auto saves like it's just like we're not going through this again you know you, like, you think that's that's unfair or it's it's something we kind of needed as time moved on i think it i mean i think it uh it made you uh a stronger player if you had to deal with you know let's say when like like super mario like the first one ever came out if you started at the beginning and you died you had to start all the way back at the beginning you know right now if if i if i play a game if i play like metal gear solid 5 if if i hit a checkpoint you know i could i could screw up a whole mission and restart at that last checkpoint and it never happened like it, it, the way i failed never occurred it's like it, I, you start fresh so i think you need like that challenge of like having to do something again and again but do i believe that you should start at the beginning no right that's a lot of lost time yeah. and it, it gives me more reasons to turn the system off basically Cause is it, what is, isn't <laughs> but the game, they, they'll know i'll be back um bloodborne is that that game that does yeah, that? yeah bloodborne was brutal I see, yeah, I see gameplay of that, and I'm just like, I would never want to go back. I don't want to go back to playing like that. It's cool because they, I mean, first of all, people like a challenge, then it's a great game. It's definitely a great game. I mean, design and everything, it's top-notch. It's not a game for me, but what they basically do is they give you, like, here's checkpoint A, here's checkpoint B, and all you got to do is basically survive and get to B. Once you get to B, you can save your game. Okay, all And right. then you can keep moving forward. Problem is, is that... It, surviving to get to B <laughs> and they don't tell you where B is necessarily. You kind of have to find it. Oh my God. So it's really a matter of, you know, it's, it's a game you're either going to have to be kind of lucky or you just really need to be aware of your surroundings, but you could do circles. You know, I mean, that's maybe that's kind of the point. Maybe some, some people love that stuff, but I'm, I'm not the right guy to talk about dark souls or anything <laughs> like that. Not cause they're, cause they're bad. They, they are, they're very well-known games um, and respected by everybody. It was just not my kind of style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week's party chat is We're about. It's a party. It's about um, our unexplicable crushes on female <laughs> video games. Uh, particularly growing up, I, I can honestly admit that as I've gotten older, I've done that a little bit less than I did when I was six. Of course. But yeah, yeah. Uh, always a fun topic is your video game crushes. Was there yeah, any particular yeah. girl that just tickled your fancy? Um, any girl that tickled my fancy? Um, I think it was uh, Chung Lee. 
I was just Chung like Chung Lee. Yeah, yeah. Street like, fighter. Of course, man. And the the legs on her, man. <laughs> I think she's the reason why, like for um I'm a leg man. I love <laughs> I love stems, pegs. Guys, if you wanna know terms for women's legs, stems, pegs, gams. Just love talking about legs because of Chun Li. I am learning so much. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you ever happen to go uh, back to the future and you find yourself in the fifties, <laughs> just say, "Look at those, look at those pegs on that dame over there." Uh, Wait, do don't they, don't say it now. You get smacked. Right. <laughs> do, do they all mean the same thing, or are these varying degrees of uh, appeal? Oh yeah, I mean they all mean the same thing. It's okay. just like that lady's got great legs. But yeah, okay. Chun Li was like probably like the first female character that like i played with and like was like this she's got me feeling some type of way <laughs> how about you oh man all right so um chung lee was definitely at the at the top of my list all right um one just again probably because i was six years old and it's the first time i ever really saw you know we we discussed earlier today like it's not the first time we saw a, a female in a game right you know um princess peach was a little eight bit nothing so you're just like yeah save the princess cool but you know when you're like a little boy and you're discovering the opposite <laughs> sex <laughs> yeah yeah you know um chung lee was the first like drawn one that was like kind of showed a little right. you know a little bit and you're like oh like why do back. i like chung lee so much more than all the other people because she's the only female in the game i i think right yeah no, yeah you had like a cam am i missing oh yeah but no but i'm talking like street fighter 2 where there were only like eight choices oh so yeah yeah then yeah i, I think, think she, she was, was the only one, one yeah, right it was like her and like of course ken ryu Ryu, whoever you are. Right, whatever. We do. <laughs> um, I was a, an, I mean, like most, I was a fan of Lara Croft, yes. who has uh, certainly matured over the years of appearing in video games. Right. Um, and you know what? And and you know what? And before, I mean, I'm going to eventually turn this into. Obviously, there's so much more uh, to this. I, you know, I, I do want to eventually get into how women have been perceived in gaming right, over the yeah. years and, and actually how awesome it's gotten. Yeah, we're, um, not, we're not just leering at the female characters. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to make honorable mentions to Tifa and Ares from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, this uh, guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just, I, you know, when you spend 60 hours with him, you kind of right. get to know them, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, I don't know. This is true. But um, as far as where women have been portrayed in games um outside of anything uh you know from from our original perspective we were talking about uh i thought i i think i also really liked chung lee just because i think she was just a straight up badass oh yeah a hundred percent like you you just have this character who's up against all these guys and she has like this amazing like She's just, I mean, she's just all legs. I mean, I, I, I'm <laughs> Dude, sorry. No, we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, yeah, she was one of the, like, the, the, the best fighters in in the game. Um, and then, like, you know, of course, uh, you know, as we were talking about Laura Croft, she was one of the first games that I remember playing where you had a character who could wield, like, two uh, pistols at the same time and just, like, mow down a whole bunch of, well, I mean, she was, I think in the first game she was like killing a bunch of like tigers. It wasn't that really that oh. many people. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the, it so well because it was another game that I never finished. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah, going back to that. Yeah, that is another game that I never finished as, as well. Um, and then yeah, like you know, um, you have games now like Mass Effect that introduce the uh, ability to play either as a male uh, protagonist as a female protagonist, and it doesn't change that much of the story. And there. Are, 
both really strong characters um, throughout the whole game. I th- yeah, I, th- I find like the um, when you really like sit down and think about it, like oh, how many games have I played where I had a strong female protagonist? I'm like okay, I can think of Oni, which is this game for like the PlayStation Two that came out like years ago. Sure, of course, because it was the PlayStation Two, <laughs> and she was just like a female uh, female detective, and she was just like hand to hand combat. You didn't want to come up against her, and it had like awesome stealth elements. Um, this Parasite Eve 2, another um, PlayStation 2 game. Once again, a uh, female cop and like going out there and she's just like handling all these like weird morphing creatures. I, yeah, the more I think the more you sit down and think about it, you can find like all these random games that had like strong female characters or, yeah. or a fighting game that had like badass ladies like Chung Lee. Sure. I mean, I think uh, Perfect Dark was a great example. Of, yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's definitely a handful of games. Um, I think what's what's funny, I mean, yeah, Lara Croft definitely kind of, I think, was almost the, the OG in that sense of, like, you know, uh, let's take a female lead, you know, this time. Yeah. But I think there still was a lot of that kind of presence where it's like, well, this is predominantly a, a male base kind of thing so maybe we'll you know we'll enhance her a little bit right. you know yeah and um, i mean and and they've matured her you know like they i mean matured her not in like age but matured her in in the sense like in design oh, almost in design exactly right. like they realize okay this is not just a male dominated um world in, in the video game world there are there are young girls and women who play these as well they're gonna want something to, to play with a, a character that they can look at and be like she is you know represents me in this game or something like that and the design for Laura Croft now is not like the design in you know the games that came before um the new console generation or even if you think about when they made the movies with like Angelina Jolie like this is like this is an exaggerated um you know example of what you know uh, this character should look like sure you know and and getting back to your point about Mass Effect I think that's awesome and and it was overlooked by me until i read about it you seem to kind of already have been aware but um val and i had a great conversation about how a lot of people may have overlooked the fact that mass effect did give you the option to do the whole thing as a female and if you had played the game as a female the yeah the game did not change at all so realistically female shepherd was an incredible protagonist right. because she you know it was a it was a world where she was accepted as the leader of a ship and exactly. she made decisions and there there really was no slight adjustment to uh, either first of all they, to not sexualize the character at all oh. and they didn't have to twist it in a way where she was you know well she was a leader but she was kind of fragile or exactly, you know they they, yeah. they really made absolutely no changes to it and I think it's awesome that we've seen the the progression from Peach, who was kind of the damsel in distress, <laughs> to Laura Croft, who was you know uh, polygon, you know uh, boobs and skimpy shorts, right. and now we're you know we're looking at games where I think that um, just something that popped in my head, Meryl from uh, Metal Gear Solid, yeah, was yeah. another great role There's where all, yeah. they all right they yeah there was one or two scenes where they you know pointed out her assets, but. I you know I feel like yeah, they're they're, the they're not gonna there. ditch that market because people are still gonna bite into it. That's just like that's you know I mean, unfortunately that may always exist, but I think that they they did create a character that wasn't always you know perceived to be like second best. I, I think they they've really right. moved on to a game 
I'll say for a perfect dark example where had it been a male part, it, it would not have had a similar feel and they, they didn't have to sexualize the character, you know, to get people to play it. Yeah. I like the fact that you brought up peach. Cause it made me think in the, in a moment after like, you know, seeing all the stuff that, you know, we were talking about the switch uh, earlier and they, you know, they showed a, a clip from like super Mario odyssey and you see that Bowser has, has her like clutched in his arms. And apparently if you look at the, if you look at the trailer, like deep, like clip by clip, apparently instead of just wanting to kidnap her this time, he wants to like marry her. Like it's supposed to be a grand event. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just like, <laughs> so now they're legally bound. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, I'm just like, divorce you know, papers. <laughs> um, I'm just like, you know, peach, how come does, does peach have any video games or yeah. how come Pe like, I know she, you can use, she can be a playable character at times, but does, does she have like her own game where she is like the main character and like no one else is like, assisting her she she had a game for uh the original ds okay. called like super princess super princess peach or something to that effect right um i think that kind of introduced that umbrella she would like carry okay. around throughout all like right. super smash brothers all yeah, the time yeah i love that umbrella um so they, they're <laughs> i love that umbrella <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no so, so she did have her own game i don't you know i don't know how well that really was like how well it was received right um People will say that it's a quality game, but other people will say that it was probably made to cater to the female customers of Nintendo. Okay. Um, I don't think they necessarily designed her in a way that she was, again, like a, in a second best sort of way. Right. Um, I just think that in general, maybe because her theme was everything was very like pink and light and, that, you know, it, but you like know people, I, I think they, they didn't stray too, too far from the old fashioned mentality. Okay. And that's where it kind of convinced uh, a part of the gaming community that it wasn't really worth a game picking up you know but I, i'm sure people kind of feel sense. that way about yoshi where it's like yoshi has a tendency to be depicted as like a child's thing well yeah i mean i think that's different with yoshi because yoshi has that like he goes, that weird noise that he makes right <laughs> like even though guys i know it sounded what like kind a, of weird like noises you make? i didn't hear that <laughs> okay that's what i sound like a cat in distress <laughs> but but I, but I, um, I, yeah, I bring up Peach because I remember using her in like Super Smash Brothers. Like she was one of like one of my favorite characters to um, to use, especially because of the um, umbrella and like the the gliding that she does or the hovering that she does with with, with the umbrella. So I'm so I'm surprised about that. Nintendo, like step up. Uh, only only thing left that I can think of is I absolutely love the the Dead or Alive series, which. I think from a gaming and, and from a fighting game perspective actually was great. I think they really took, uh, they really paid attention to the detail of different fighting styles. I think unfortunately the game was plagued to be pretty pervy um, <laughs> yeah. because their demonstration of how great the graphics were, were basically to just put like a ginormous chest on every female character, which was a good part of the fighting roster. And then they made this like creepy wrestling and volleyball game, and I, which 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 was too which, bad I mean, because honestly, if they had made a Tekken game or a Street Fighter game that really depicted several fighting styles and didn't include shooting plasma out of their hands right. or doing these crazy, you know, uh, twelve eighty spin kicks oh, no, and okay. stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I I love that, you know, there's a time and place for it, but I think it would be cool to have something a little less. 
uh, real than like UFC games, but a little more genuine than right. Tekken yeah. and Street Fighter. Like it make you feel like you're actually watching like a Street Fight instead of having like a character who can like extend his arms away across the screen or something like that. Would yeah, like, it, it's just too bad that they all looked like these like Japanese porcelain well, yeah. dolls and they. Well, yeah, Dead or Alive like went overboard because there's like points where you're just like standing still and then like the fe- if it's a female character, her <laughs> chest is still moving. It's just like yeah, God guys like what are you doing you know like i, I guess there's a market for it I, 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 I'm, I'm i'm sure there is i still miss you aries i think about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry did i spoil anything no no you know what i don't i don't feel bad if, if you haven't played final fantasy 7 yet you don't know anything about aries, it's your own damn fault it's oh, 2017 no. <laughs> it's 2017 Guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, please feel free to reach us out uh, at social media, our Twitter accounts. I am Shorty Shot It. I am at Valinov, V-A-L-N-A-L-O-G. We will see you next week. Game over. <laughs> <laughs>